Welcome to The Positive Voice, the podcast that empowers and uplifts through the power of positivity and authentic conversations. I'm your host, Coach Chef Kimberly Houston. I'm a transformational life coach and hope dealer, committed to guiding you on a journey to discovering your inner strength and unlocking your full potential. Each week, we'll connect with inspiring guests, explore transformative stories, and share practical tips to help you lead a more fulfilling and positive life. So buckle up and get ready to be inspired because together we're about to embark on a life-changing adventure right here on the Positive Voice Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Positive Voice Podcast. I am your host, Coach Chef Kim. For those of you, this is your first time listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am a transformation coach that focuses on helping entrepreneurs live their best life, manifest a life of their wildest dreams, as well as get rid of the limiting beliefs and mistaken beliefs that others have given to us in their minds. And I am so honored that you are here, that you are engaged with this podcast and tonight um well today depending on whenever you're listening to this one of the things that I wanted to touch on is something that um I've been receiving as a DM and so at, at this point I'm kind of going through my DMs and answering people's questions via the podcast and so that's where we are right so today's question was what do you do when you can't quiet your mind um, when you were trying to meditate or through your, your meditation practice. And um, so I was like, well, cool, let's talk about that on the podcast. So one of the things that I like to encourage people um, as a mindfulness practitioner, right, we, we are all practicing. And so none of us are going to be experts at this thing. This is something we must continue to practice. And one of the things that you have to do, one of the things you have to remember is that if your mind goes elsewhere, if it begins wandering, it's okay. That is totally normal. Um, you can acknowledge a thought without having to answer the thought, right? So if you have intrusive thoughts coming in like, wow, and I mean intrusive in a non-harmful way. So if you are sitting down trying to quiet your mind and you suddenly think about the three things you need to pick up from the grocery store, that's okay. Right. Just acknowledge that it's there and continue to stay with it. The other piece to this is to dial into the breath. So uh, really focus on your breathing. If you're finding that like it's really difficult for you to sit and quiet your mind, um, focus on your breathing. So, you know, in for a count of four, holding it for four and then releasing for a count of four. Like do that for yourself a couple of times. So it would be like this. So inhale for a count of four, four, three, two, one. Hold it at the top, four, three, two, one. One and then exhale for a count of four, four, three, two, one. Right um, now, granted, when you do that, you won't be talking, so you won't run out of breath the way that I did. But if you just kind of keep going with that, that will help center you. Um, another thing that you could do if you're finding that you're having difficulty when it's time for you to meditate or to go into a mindfulness place. Um, picking a visualization, right? So you can do a guided meditation. If it's too difficult for you to just sit and like just be with yourself, if you are having difficulty being with yourself or by yourself or sitting in the quiet, um, 
you can do a guided visualization meditation. I have a couple of those um, on my brand new podcast that we just released last week called the Visionary Catalyst Meditations. Um, You can search for that one on all podcast outlets. It is open and free to the public, but that one does have guided meditations and we'll continue to get them in order to help people learn how to just be mindful for five to 10 minutes out of their day. Um, And if it's difficult for you to just sit with it, then you can listen to my voice. You can listen to another practitioner's voice as we walk you through visualizing yourself doing different things. Um, Something else you can do is engage your senses. So one of the things that I absolutely love, uh, and this is a new practice for me, it is lighting incense um, before I prepare to take a shower. So if you've been a listener of the podcast, you know that I am really big on manifestation, but I'm big on doing it in water or near water. And so now um, in my new space, we have really incredible showers um, that get really, really warm. And so it produces a lot of steam. And the thing that I I love to do now is turning the shower on, letting it get really steamy in the bathroom, and then lighting incense and playing music. Um, And that is an incredible time for me to just kind of relax, relate, release, right? Let go of the day. Um, standing in the water, just going through my gratitude practice. I'm so grateful that we made it through this day. I'm grateful for every person that I came in contact with. I am grateful for the lives that I am changing. I am grateful for the clients that are coming. I am grateful for the people who are in my life and I am grateful for those who are no longer here. I am grateful for the people who have graced me with their presence and I am grateful for those whose presence I have graced, right? Like I run through that practice uh, while I'm in the shower, but engaging the senses, like really just kind of putting myself in the moment, nothing else matters, right? Like I can smell the incense and it's not a really strong one. It's kind of, you know, real chill smells a a lot like rain, right? Like an after rain type of thing, um, which works well with me being in the shower. And then I'm listening to music, which is also like, you know, every, almost all of my senses are being touched in that moment without tasting something. Um, But, you know, I can hear the music. I can see the steam. I can, um, you know, touch the water. Like I'm engaging my senses during my practice. Uh, this also helps me to stay very present. Now, one of the things I can tell you about staying present is to be grounded. And so if you're thinking about, well, how do I ground myself, right? Like how, how do I get there? Um, and I do have a, a guided grounding meditation on the podcast. But when you think about grounding, I literally want you to imagine yourself being like a tree, right? If you are standing, um, it's really great to do this with your shoes off. No socks on, putting your bare feet in the ground. Uh, It's great to do it on grass if you can. Um, But you're literally standing there and you are connected to the earth, right? Like your feet are touching the earth. And if you were to imagine that there are roots, you know, from your feet going into the earth, that you are literally grounded, you are literally planted into the earth. Whenever you feel 
out of control. You feel unorganized. You feel chaotic. Um, you feel air quotations overwhelmed, right? If you take your shoes off and just ground yourself, preferably outside in the sun, if you can to get that vitamin D, right? Like we're going to use all of these free things in nature to our advantage to help us regain control of where we are in this time and in this space. And if you allow yourself to just be present in this moment, we are not thinking about anything else. We are not worried about who's picking up the kids. We are not worried about what's for dinner. We are not worried about how you're going to pay the rent in three weeks. We are not worried about any of those things. For the next five minutes, I'm standing here. And the only thing that matters is that my feet are in the earth, that my feet are in the ground, and that I am grounded, that I am planted, that I am rooted, and I feel secure. Doing that will absolutely change your outlook on life. It will help bring the cortisol levels down in your body. It will help you reduce the stress and anxiety that is running through your body from when you are living in a constant state of hypervigilance and a constant state of fight or flight, right? Like these are quick fixes to help you come out of it just long enough so that you can do the next best thing. Um, You can also feel your emotions. And not only do you need to feel your emotions, you need to name them. You need to know what they are. In the last episode, I stated this and I'm going to continue to state it. I want you to get a feelings wheel and I want you to understand that there are more feelings than sadness, happiness, and joy, um, frustration, anger, humiliation, um, being dumbfounded. Like there, there are so many different emotions and so many different feelings that we need to allow ourselves to feel the things, right? Just, you know, brushing it off, saying it is what it is. Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, we don't have time to focus on that. Yes, you do. You need to make time for it. If you need to schedule time for it, schedule that time. I know that sounds crazy, but when I first started my healing journey, um, one of the things I had to do, I was one of those people that was like, I don't have time for this. And my therapist was like, find the time make the time. Like you need to make the time to deal with what's happening because if you don't, your body is absolutely keeping the score. And if you don't deal with this now, your body will deal with it later. And for me, when she said this, I also happen to have been in physical therapy. And so I understood the ramifications of ignoring the signs inside of my body. And so because I was in therapy as well as physical therapy at the same time, those two things were working hand in hand for me at that phase of my life. So I had to learn how do I feel the feelings, right? Um, I did not want to be hurt. I didn't want to feel sadness. I didn't want to feel anger. Um, and so I shut my, my emotions off and I shut them down for 25 years. And I, I made that decision in my childhood, you know, Um And because that was a decision that I made, one of the things we have to realize is that when we are children and we have to come up with our own defense mechanisms as children, because we were probably introduced to some sort of adult situation we should have never been in as a kid. Well, that means that as an adult, you still base your reactions 
off of what that kid version of you created. So a lot of people who throw tantrums as adults, who pitch a fit, who always want to argue with you, who are always in your face, who are always combative, who can accept that they are wrong, who do not have a growth mindset, who do not have an open mind about anything. Um, anytime you try to have a conversation with them, they're immediately defensive, right? All of those things are coming from the childhood version of you that needed to come up with some way to protect themselves. So when you shut down your emotions, and I made that decision at like, I don't know, 12, 13, when you shut down your emotions, you can't just shut off the bad. If you close your emotions, you have closed the bad and the good, right? And so that means that for the bulk of my adult life, up until two years ago, I did not experience joy. I didn't know what that was. Um, I didn't, I could not explain to you all Awe as a feeling is indescribable. And I I had not experienced awe and wonder and joy and peace. Like these were things that were very, very foreign to me because I was living in this very struggle life type of mentality, hustling and grinding and, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul and doing all of these things, none of which were healthy, all of which are a trauma response, right? And so at this point, like I tell people all the time, I'm the strong friend in recovery. I don't want to be your shoulder to lean on anymore. I don't want to carry the weight of your life in addition to the weight of my own. Like that's not a badge of honor to tell someone that they're the strong friend. Oh, you're so strong. Oh, you can handle it. Oh, it's going to be okay, baby. If I just told you I'm not okay, don't tell me it's going to be okay. I'm telling you I need help. I'm telling you I'm not okay. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but if you got somebody in your life who is telling you I'm not okay, I need you to act accordingly. They are not okay. Please do not tell your strong friend that she got it. God going to work it out for her. It's going to be okay. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. That's not helpful. It's far more harmful than you think. And the problem is, is that as a society, we have become so desensitized to the fact that when people are asking for help, we feel like they're asking for a handout and therefore we will not help them. But you will absolutely go help a stranger on the street because they clearly need your help more than your homegirl who just told you that she's drowning. Okay, moving on. So in these moments when we are trying to be mindful and we are trying to feel our emotions, you need to know what your emotions are. You need to be able to name it so that you can tame it. If you say that you are sad and the reality is that you're angry, you out here trying to treat sadness, but you need to go be punching a punching bag because you're really mad. You're angry. You're pissed off. You want to punch a hole through somebody's face, but you're going to call it sadness. That That's two different emotions. And I need you to react in the way that is going to be befitting of whatever the actual emotion is that you are experiencing in your life. Right. So if you learn how to work through that and get that emotion out of your body, it will allow you to go more into mindfulness where you can spend time with yourself and just be breathe mindfully. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. Uh, breathing is important, right? If you if you are someone who is like you're angry or you're you've hit a, a place where you just you're like I don't know what else to do. Um and you're trying to regain control. You can feel yourself running out of control like you you feel like you're running around in circles and you can't figure out what's happening. Um you know how when women are in labor we do this right type of breathing. You can do that level of breathing where you are breathing in 
Like you can do that. um, And that sped up breathing will help calm your body down. It will help you get through whatever the trigger is. This will help your body calm down. This is why we tell women to do that when they're in labor. Okay. Um, So that is another piece of advice that you could be using. Practice non-attachment. Um, this is a this is a big one. It's it's very Elsa let it go type of thing. Um, if you have difficulty with letting things go, then I want you to get into the practice of non-attachment. Do not become attached to the visualization in a way that you're trying to control it. So if you're listening to a guided meditation or if you're just sitting and you're trying to be with yourself for five to 10 minutes um, just to be grounded and to be centered, just deep breathing, trying to relax, don't try and control that, right? Like don't be so into what is happening that you're trying to control the visualization. Like just let your body go. Just just go with the flow. Um, and going, I know that's easier said than done. I've had a lot of time to practice this and I have taken literal college courses on being, took an entire workshop on being based learning, just learning how to be, be what, just be with yourself. I took a whole class on it. Right. And yes, it sounds metaphysical and it sounds kind of woo woo and up in the air, but it's real. And it's, it's what mindfulness is. Just be in the moment. Be present with yourself and allow your mind to flow naturally. If the visualization as you are going through it changes, let it change, right? Like just allow it to go unless it's going to a dark place that you don't want to be a part of. Um, Then there are some ways that we can help you through that. Um, Take time for reflection, right? Like after you... After you spend time with yourself, after you take the meditative walk, after you do the meditative drive, after you um, are, you know, just sitting in and you've done your guided meditations and you've relaxed, release, release, right? After you do your yoga practice, whatever it is, spend time reflecting, reflect on how you felt before you started, uh, reflect on how you feel after um take a moment to just really think about that experience what did you notice during the visualization were you tense before it started and did it loosen up as you were in the visualization or while you were doing the meditation or did it get worse um how do you feel afterwards right if you were tense before it started are you still tense now that it's over um for me i like to journal it write it down so that you can keep a track of it then you'll know what meditations work best for you and which ones don't i'll also link a um, previous blog post into the show notes that talk about the eight different types of meditations if one meditation doesn't work for you there there's seven more for you to try out right so er- everything is not a, a one-size-fits-all um and you have resources that will allow you to do different things um, the, the next piece of this is practice regularly. Like don't decide that you're going to meditate once a quarter. Um, that's, that's not how this works. <laughs> if you, if you only meditate once every three months, um, you're going to be rusty, right? Imagine trying to learn a new skill and you only did it once every 90 days. You're going to suck at it. Yeah. You're going to be terrible. So if you are trying to figure out how do you be with yourself? How, how do you quiet your mind? You practice, You practice daily, you know, start off slow, start maybe with three to five minutes and then move to five to seven and then seven to 10 and then on to 15 minutes and 20 minutes and 30 minutes up until you can make it 
as far as you want to go, 45 minutes to an hour um, of just meditating and being with yourself and being in the quiet Take it slow. It's a practice. This is a marathon. This is not a race, right? You have to pace yourself as you are going through the process in order for this to become muscle memory, right? Like our bodies remember things. Think about how easily you can grab your keys or walk out the door, get in your car and not really even think about it. You can probably drive to work without thinking about it. You ever just get to work and be like, oh my God, how'd I get here? Or muscle memory, driving straight to an old home, right? We just recently moved. And I caught myself almost at the old house like, whoa, I don't live here anymore. And then I had to, you know, get back on the expressway and go a different way. But like your body will remember these things and your subconscious will take over, but it won't do that without practice and without repetition. So hopefully this podcast episode answers your questions. Um, <laughs> visualization is, is an incredible tool for enhancing your mindfulness practice. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. There will be more visual guided visualization meditations coming to the Visionary Catalyst Meditations podcast. Um, I definitely hope that you will give it a, lis- a listen and give it a try and see if that helps you. Definitely working on grounding, working on giving your self grace as you're learning a new skill because it is a skill it is a practice it is something that you need to do for yourself and not for others Um, and the more that you do this the more that you can give yourself this gift of quiet this gift of rest this gift of restoration and space um the better your mindfulness practice will be so remember guys if at any point you guys have a question for me you want me to answer something address something please send me a dm at the positive voice podcast on instagram or you can send my team and i an email at support at coachchefkim.com enjoy your uh your Wednesday is that is when this one will release. Enjoy your wellness Wednesday and I will talk to you guys soon. Well, friends, we've reached the end of another inspiring and uplifting episode here on The Positive Voice. Thank you so much for joining me today and for being an integral part of our vibrant community. Remember, your journey doesn't end here. We're in this together and we're always excited to hear your stories, your thoughts and your suggestions for future episodes. Before we say goodbye, be sure to follow or subscribe to The Positive Voice on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed our time together today, we truly appreciate it if you could leave us a review or share the podcast with a friend who might need an extra dose of positivity in their life. To stay connected and get the latest updates, follow us on social media and visit our website at thepositivevoicepodcast.com. We can't wait to have you join us again next week for another empowering conversation. Until then, keep shining your light, embrace your inner strength, and let your positive voice be heard. Take care and see you soon.